Hey everybody, it's Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. It feels like yesterday when we roamed this lost world. A little town amidst a giant city. Quiet, crazy, wild, and sometimes lonely. Never boring, yet at times it was. It was a place where characters roamed and lived bizarre tales. Yet these were not works of mythology, and it's all tattooed on my mind. So sit back, and let me tell you the stories of this ancient city. Let's hang out together on the Stoops of Atlantis. We are being invaded, not by the Russians or the Martians or microbes that cause diseases, our very minds, our attention spans and consciousness is being constantly bombarded. Those quiet playgrounds of our minds, where our imaginations, our philosophies and ideas play, it's being drowned out too often in our data-heavy, social media-fied world. Today's children have schedules like that of a Fortune 500 CEO. I don't have kids, but I could see it all around me and my friends' kids. They're morning till night, they seem to be booked with this practice, that practice, this club, that one, plus school. And in between, their eyes, well, they seem to be glued to phones. So what's missing? Nothing is missing. That big, silent emptiness called nothing. Enjoy the silence. You know, there was a time when nothing was great. Time spent pondering, thinking, looking, problem solving. If you put today's kid in the woods or on a beach, sans electronic devices, they will, I believe, after initial period of panic, slowly begin to forget about the electronic toys. And they'll start to peer into nature's minutia. Pick up rocks, smell flowers, study leaves. Some, you know, might feel these activities are quaint, but not gonna get their kid into an Ivy League school. Well, the great Leo Buscaglia once noted, while important, education is not the number one value for our society. The Nazi camps were run by some very educated monsters. Having a sense of wonder and honor for the world and for others is a far greater value. And you must know yourself. We spend too much time trying to be what we think others want us to be, what will get us likes on Facebook, rather than presenting ourselves to the world as we are. And that takes some guts and courage, because sometimes you have to be a rebel. Know thyself. In the quiet, watching clouds drift by or pigeons feed, we can become better acquainted to that stranger in the mirror. If modern humanity is lacking anything, it's a terrible lack of self-reflection. The world has many smart folk, but not enough wise ones. When I was a kid, there was, there was no social media or distractions of devices, so I had a lot of nothing time. Back then, sometimes I called it boredom, but there were no distractions from the moment. Thoreau said, you must live in the present, launch yourself on every wave, find your eternity in every moment. My yard was my Walton. I would be on my knees in the dense English ivy, peering deep into its jungles for rocks and bugs, and the world around me, the noisy and nastiness on the other side of the buildings would fade dissolve away. Someone, it may have been Chaucer, said an idle mind is a devil's workshop. I don't know if I could agree with that, although I was a mischievous SOB. I mean, what does idle even mean? When a car engine's idling, it just simply means the car is not in motion. It's not dead. It's not running over little kids. It's just not moving. When a mind is idle, it's focused. Nothing else is calling for its use. There's an epidemic in the modern world of unfocusitis. People more and more are finding it harder and harder to zone in, tunnel up their vision for a cause. Unable to focus. 
Entertainment is doled out in smaller and smaller bites. The news is nothing more than an amuse-bouche of tasteless sound bites made to order for individual tastes. Our culture is like a car driving 100 miles per hour past billboards of trite attempts at wisdom. We all need to do nothing with purpose. Quiet the noise screaming from a hundred directions. Back then I'd climb my crabapple tree and sit and ponder while eating its fruit. The wind would blow, the city sounds far enough away to allow a moment to unfold. Or I would dig holes in the dirt, or watch ants. Think that's the devil's workshop? The idle mind is the writer's workshop, the creator's workshop. Thinking and imagining is cardio for the brain. We have toys. And I need physical ones, not digital ones. Those are the perfect nothing tools. I recall one day playing with a small submarine toy I got in a cereal box. It was powered by baking powder. It would dive under the water and slowly ascend back to the surface. So I took a bucket of muddy water and for an hour watched this little craft bubble down into the murk. And then as little bubbles popped, its little red plastic form would break the surface, only to dive back down. I mean, was this a waste of time? If I had a smartphone back then, I could have been playing games or texting or seeing a few dozen cat memes. But no, I wasn't wasting time. In my mind, I was aboard that craft. My mind's eye seeing sea monsters floating through the muddy ocean as I piloted the submarine down into my own Mariana Trench. I could feel the excitement as it dove and the relief as it resurfaced. My wife was an only child, and she would spend hours alone in her room playing with one of her favorite toys, our Barbie airplane. And she was lost in her own world, her imagination, perhaps with a bit of the devil's influence, would take over, and she would shake up the plane, open it up, and as all the bodies fell to the ground, she had created her own airline disaster in an 86th Street apartment. But it's this kind of play that lets the nerves calm and the imagination spark. This doesn't happen when you watch TV. TV watching does not create an idle mind, but a dead one. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with some TV relaxing, I, all of us do it, but kids especially need downtime to be alone, not ingesting other people's media, but creating their own. Again, it's cardio for the mind. Whether you're an only child or it's just one of those days when none of your friends are around, well, that alone time can sometimes cause you to make new instructions for old games. Remember the old puzzle game, Perfection? When you're into perfection, keep on your toes. You have to be quick, cause here's how it goes. Push the plunger down, set the timer. Fit the pieces in place, don't be slow in perfection. You gotta move on fast, move on fast. For the pieces pop up before you put in the last. It was cool, and if you played it as the instructions described, it was great. But when alone, for me, I tossed those instructions out. Now, I was a bomb diffuser. And as that clock ticked, I had to get the pieces in before my bedroom and all the honey team with a huge fireball. See, unlike video games, which takes you to a specific place in time, these old toys, well, they were the key to open a door to a place you created with your own imagination. Little toy soldiers in the jungles of backyard ivy was where I shrunk down to their size and explored dangerous and dark forests. Or a little plastic boat in a mud puddle. Or paper planes set on fire. Nothing was being force-fed. There was no data, no agendas, no AI. Any inert hunk of plastic or metal was the primer material for that alchemical transformation 
into the gold of imaginings. Now, books were a different story. See, one could be alone with a book in ways TV would never understand. TV is that annoying friend who does all the talking, never letting you get a word in edgewise. But a book, it shares. It offers its words up, and it's up to us to bring those little patterns of symbols into the space of our mind where we paint the images, direct the movie, and procure meaning. Books were, and are, one of my favorite nothing place tools. And of course, you have the stoop. Now, this podcast wouldn't exist without that urban porch, sun-baked, shade-cooled, and the perfect perch to watch the world or just daydream away. And I have spent cumulative years on my stoop, with friends, with potential loves, and with my own thoughts alone. See, before kids texted, and I understand kids actually will sit in the same room and text each other. And I mean, I'm not having kids. This concept is more bizarre than I could even comprehend. Well, back then we had to talk to each other, you know, face to face. Now, there were times, admittedly, when sitting on the stoop with that person of your affection, when that silence, those moments of nothing felt awkward and scary. But in the depths of that angst-filled mess, you were growing and learning. Thoughts spun and banged around your skull like scared parakeets in a cage. I mean, should I slide closer? Should I put my arm around her? Take her hand, kiss her cheek, make a move? No, you tried, you failed, and maybe you had a little successes. Yet sometimes, in silence, if you can face it, even more can be said. Sometimes Sereno was better off without a script. And I know that could be hard as a teen. And my cousin Joe and I spent tons of summer days on my stoop. Our companion was always my boombox, and from it blasted rock. Sometimes from my huge cassette tape collection, but often just New York rock radio, and we would talk, words spoken about all sorts of things, outer space, video games, politics, music, dirty jokes. Sometimes stretches of silence were there, but, but these quiet moments were fine. With me and Joe, chat was easy and flowed endlessly for hours. And it was the same when hanging out with my other friends or with my sisters. And sometimes it felt like the day was dragging, and other times, well, nasty alliances would form amongst my friends. But we were bonding as humans. I sometimes fear today's kids are losing out on this face-to-face human interaction, too afraid of any sort of conflict. I mean, you got that face-to-face joking, the busting of chops, the playful jabbing. These were par for the course when I was a kid, and it kind of toughened you up gives you a thicker skin so when you enter the real world, away from the safety net of teachers, you won't melt when criticism comes your way. It's certainly no fun, but it's, it's the world. Silence and doing nothing can be scary to some people. I think it's part social engineering and not knowing yourself. So when this podcast is over, turn off the phone or the computer and just listen. Listen to the silence and hear what it has to say. Whether you are on a mountaintop in Nepal or on the stoops of Atlantis. You're lying safe in bed. It was all a bad dream spinning in your head. 
Hey, it's Mikey D. Just want to let you know we now have a Stoops of Atlantis webpage. And I hope you can visit it. It's a good place to go to listen to the episodes and also to leave feedback. Uh, so it's at stoops-of-atlantis.onpodium.com. I've posted it on the Facebook page, and I'll, and I'll do that again. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening in to the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate it on whatever app you're using. And you could also leave a message at the Facebook page or contact me at stoopsmail at yahoo.com. Until next time. Mm-hmm.